Good morning. It's a beautiful Sunday in the old Pueblo. You're listening to KTTT Tucson. Thank you for spending a part of your brunch hour with us on your downtown Tucson community-sponsored rock and roll radio station. This week, we're going to speak with Elaine Russo. She's a board member and a director of the Summer Concert Series for the Arizona Friends of Chamber Music. The AFCM has been operating for 75 years and will be hosting a musical performance featuring a Ukrainian pianist and featuring music from his home country composers. The event is part of an effort to generate funds to support humanitarian aid for Ukraine. Today is August 6th, 2023. My name is Tom Heath, and you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar. Each and every Sunday, our focus is on social, cultural, and economic impacts in Tucson's urban core, and we shed light on hidden gems everyone should know about. From the University of Arizona to A-Mountain and all stops in between, you get the inside track right here on 99.1 FM, streaming on downtownradio.org, also available on your iPhone or Android with our very own Downtown Radio Tucson app. If you want to interact with us as a show, you can do so on Facebook and Instagram. And for more information about what we do, our book, listen to past episodes, or contact us, head over to our website, lifealongthestreetcar.org. And of course, we invite you to listen to the podcast on all kinds of platforms like Spotify, iTunes. You know, you can even ask your smart speaker to play the Life Along the Streetcar podcast. And every now and then that actually pops up. It's kind of cool. It's August. It's still kind of warm. Is there relief in sight? I don't know. I'm hoping. Uh, the mornings have been kind of kind of cool as I get up there before the, the sun really comes up and gets the dog for a walk. But the afternoons certainly are um, heating up. If you are a worker in the downtown area, you work in the hospitality industry, restaurants, hotels, uh, there's a way to cool off on this uh, next Wednesday on the 16th. I uh, wanted to, to let you know that the Tucson Gallery is hosting a free event for the uh, hospitality workers along this this route, this life along the streetcar route from A Mountain to the University of Arizona. Um, if if you are in one of those um, one of those fields, then uh, you can uh, uh, attend the hospitality night over at the uh, Tucson Gallery in downtown 300 East Congress. There's uh, apparently going to be some food and prizes and just a chance to mingle. I think it's from 2 to 8 that day. And uh, we'll post a link to the RSVP page because they do need you to RSVP apparently. So you can head over to uh, Life Along the Streetcar uh, Facebook page if you want to RSVP for that event. And I did hear yesterday that uh, there might be some cool fun things like maybe even a tasting from uh, uh, the Whiskey Del Bach folks. Something else coming up uh, later this month, a very cool concert over at Holesclaw Hall at the University of Arizona. It's part of the Arizona Friends of Chamber Music uh, series. They typically perform over at the Leo Rich Theater, but this one is a special event. So they're holding it at the university, and it's uh, uh, focusing on a Ukrainian pianist. His name is Alexander Tensor, and he is performing music from composers of his home country and it's part of a humanitarian aid effort uh, to raise funds to uh, support ukraine so we are joined today by elaine russo who i understand is coordinating the summer series concert of the arizona friends of chamber music and elaine i want to welcome you to uh, to the show thank you tom and it's so nice to be on your show i really appreciate the fact that you're 
donating today's podcast to one of our summer concerts. Thank you. Well, I, I don't know if you've done much research, but I think my mom is the only one that listens. So she's going to get a, an earful and she loves chamber music. So this is perfect. Oh, great. All right. <laughs> um, and are you, I, I saw on the website that you were a board member. Are you st- currently a board member of the, the organization? Yeah. Yes, I certainly am currently a board member. Okay. So then help me as a novice with a couple of things. I know it might seem basic, but can you explain to me what chamber music is and how that differentiates from like uh, orchestra? Oh, I'd be happy to. Yes. Um, In the hundreds of years, many years ago, um, there were not huge concert halls. And so, the way music was heard was live in small group presentations. So they'd be like solos or duets or trios or, you know, quartets, something of that sort, typically in a composer's home. For example, Schubert, who's one of my favorite composers, had what were called Schubertiads in his home. And he would invite friends over and play his new compositions or, you know, other music of the time. So that was how music was shared originally before we had large concert halls like we have today. So it's the same, it's the same music. It's just performed with a smaller group versus an orchestra that has hundreds of members. That would be an easy way to summarize it, Tom. Yes. Okay. And is, is there music then specifically written for chamber music that maybe an orchestra wouldn't play? Yeah, totally different. Um, The composers can write for chamber music or they write for or and or write for orchestras. Okay. Okay. And, and, and what I do understand if I remember correctly is that when, when it's a chamber group, they're, they're limited to like one person per section, whereas a orchestra might have numerous uh, instruments uh, in a, in a particular section. Okay. You're, like 90% correct. Oh, that's good. That's, that's way better than I normally am. So that's awesome. <laughs> well, very often we listen to string quartets and there are two violin players of Yola and a cellist um, in a string quartet. Okay. So I'll take 90%. That's, that's better than I did in school. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> but, um. <laughs> how, how did you get involved? Are you a musician or how did you get involved with the, uh, the organization? Oh, I've been playing the piano since I was a little kid, and it just has been a solace in my life throughout. Um, Currently, I have a piano duet partner, and she and I get together on a weekly basis and just have so much fun doing some of the duets. Right now, we're working on Schubert's Fantasy in G minor, which is just a delightful little piece. So piano has been part of my life for as far back as I can remember. And and are you performing? uh, Do you do this for yourself, or do you perform? Uh, good question. We're very much amateur pianists, but um, I have formed a piano group here in Tucson and we get together periodically and sometimes we play within the piano group. But I'm just a bit too shy and too insecure with my musical ability to play in a group and, you know, in front of a large group. Okay. Well, as I was reading your board profile uh, from, from the website, the first question they ask you is, what would you tell your younger self about music? And your response was, I would have told myself to practice more. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> that, that's still the truth, you know. Um, I kind of go in cycles. Um, I'm really responsible and I practice several hours a day for a period of time. And then I say, oops, um, I don't know what has happened, but um, I only maybe just play some scales and keep my fingers agile and don't really practice for a while. So 
I'm kind of one of those off and on people. I think what they call that is being human. I think that's the definition there. We, we all seem to, uh, to do that with something unless we're absolutely, uh, crazy. And then we're focused like some of these mad musicians we see, uh, um, that, that have been so successful. I think they're a little bit unbalanced. I think you are doing it the right way. You get great enjoyment from it. Oh, thank you for that reinforcement. <laughs> now I don't have to beat up on myself on those days when I'm not practicing enough. So how did you get involved with uh, the friends then? Or was this something that, that you stumbled on or did you like go looking for it? Um, I kind of a little bit of both, quite truthfully. Oh, I'm 90% correct again. Yes, I'm on a roll. <laughs> yes, 90% correct again. Um, I have a number of, of friends who were on the board and they knew that I was on the board of the music advisory board at the school of music here and asked if I'd be interested in joining the friends board. And after I retired, I had more time to do pursue my passion. So I immediately said, yes, I would love to be on the board. So it's been a really positive experience for me. Oh, good. So music has always been connected. Were you, you said retired. Did you retire from a profession that connected you through music? No, music is definitely my passion, but it's not my profession. Oh. I'm a retired gerontologist and I worked at the university before I retired. Okay. Okay. So yeah. good connections here all around uh, Tucson. And then the, the name Arizona Friends of Chamber Music, is this a statewide organization? No, it's strictly local to Tucson. I mean, people from other parts of the state can come to our can and do come to our concerts, but no, everything is done locally here in Tucson. Okay. So our regular season series are held in the Leo Rich Theater downtown, and then the summer series are held in Holsclaw Hall at the um, School of Music at the University. Well, for this show, which is Life Along the Streetcar, that's perfect because you're on you're on the east end now, and then normally you're on the west end. So we cover the whole streetcar route with this organization. So that's perfect. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've, you've got, um, uh, the summer series that you talked about and there's a, the reason why we wanted you on the show right now is because there's a really interesting and, uh, somewhat impactful concert coming up here in a couple of weeks on August 23rd, uh, with Alexander Tenser. Can you share a little bit about that concert and, and really what it means? I would be thrilled to, because this is, again, is one of my passions. Um, like so many people, the war in Ukraine is just one of those egregious events and your heart just goes out when you watch the news and see all the damage and destruction that's being done, not only to the infrastructure and housing, but all the people that in the Ukraine that are affected by this. And I've just felt so helpless for so long, like oh, you want to help, but what do you do? And so we came up with the idea of having this concert. Um, Alexander Tenser himself was born in Kiev, and so he is a Ukrainian, and he has put together a wonderful concert of music by all Ukrainian composers, and I'll tell you a bit about that when you ask the question. Um, so this, the concert itself is strictly in support of the Ukraine, but what makes it different from our typical summer offerings is that we have set up a direct link to the International Red Cross so that people can make donations at, that are tax deductible that will help the people in the Ukraine during this egregious time. So the, and the, um, we set a donation goal of $1,991. 
And one of the people, one of my friends that I talked with, who's an AFCM supporter, said, Elaine, why so little? Why didn't you at least go up to 2000? Well, the answer is 1991 is when the Ukraine gained their freedom from Russia. And it just seemed like that would be a good target amount to um, have as a goal. Are proceeds from the concert going towards this effort or is the concert separate and then the the encouragement to to donate through the Red Cross? Right. They're two separate things. An individual concert ticket costs $45 and that's strictly for the ticket. And then in addition, if people feel generous and, and motivated, they can definitely then donate via the Red Cross. We're in an interview with Elaine Russo. She's a board member and coordinates the uh, summer concert series for the Arizona Friends of Chamber Music, talking about their upcoming concert here on the 23rd, featuring Alexander Tensor and uh, composers from his home country of Ukraine. And we'll finish up that interview in just a moment. But first, I want to remind you that you're listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and streaming on downtownradio.org. This podcast is sponsored by the Mortgage Guidance Group and Nova Home Loans. If you enjoyed this podcast, keep listening or head over to lifealongthestreetcar.org for all of our past episodes, current events, and things to do while visiting Tucson. Tom Heath, NMLS number 182420. Nova, NMLS number 3087. VK number 0902429. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome back to the uh, interview with Elaine Russo. Just before the break, we were talking about some of the history of the Arizona Friends for Chamber Music and uh, some of uh, Elaine's um, history and how she got involved. Now we're going to talk more about the concert, what to expect if you do attend on the 23rd and uh, become part of that uh, effort to support uh, the humanitarian aid for the Ukraine. And so for the $45, you're getting to this concert, and I think you prepped me for this, so I need to ask the question. Can you tell us a little bit about the music that people would hear and the composers? Oh, yeah. These summer concerts are special because all of our summer concerts feature local musicians. And Alexander Tenser is one of our local treasures, I think. He's a phenomenal pianist. The breadth and depth of his musical knowledge is unbelievable. He started studying piano at age four. His father was his teacher. And then he was accepted at the Ukraine State School for Gifted Children and um, studied there for a while. And then at age 12, get this, he performed Grieg's Piano Concerto. At age 12, when I think back to what I was doing at age 12 and what many of us were doing at age 12, we were not performing piano sonatas at all or piano um with orchestra accompaniment. No, I, I, I did have a piano growing up, and I think at that age I was still mastering chopsticks. So I do think that uh, he is a little bit more advanced at that age than I was. Right, exactly. And sometime you and I should get together and do a duet four hands <laughs> with chopsticks. That would that's be too. Com- that's way too complicated. That's too right. complicated. So then he was accepted into the Amnesty um, Music College in Moscow, and then in 1991 he was offered a full scholarship to continue and get his DMA in piano performance here at the university. So one of the things I want to mention about um, Alexander before I go into what the concert will consist of is that um, he also is teaching through the learning curve here in, in Tucson. And he's got a class this fall coming up that is called the road to independence. And it features 
all music from the Ukraine. So let me see. I, um, and um, I would encourage anybody who wants to hear some phenomenal piano music to um, enroll in that class through the learning curve. Now for our concert in August, the concert um, is set up so that there's an hour of music from seven o'clock to eight o'clock. And then from eight o'clock to nine o'clock, we meet in the lobby of Holska Hall to um, chat with Alexander and tell him how wonderful he is. <laughs> um, and we um, have little hors d'oeuvres from feasts so that people can have a little nosh while they're, you know, chatting post concert. So it's just a nice social evening to go out. Is, yeah, that, when I have, is that typical of your other concerts and, or is it special for this one? Do you, do you normally have like an hour concert and then a chance to meet with the artists? Okay. For all of our summer concerts, what I just described is a fact during the regular season, it's different. Okay. But the summer concerts are all first hour of music, second hour meet and greet the artist that's performing. Oh, I and love that. Have a snack from feast. That's fantastic. Sorry to interrupt that. Just, I, lo- I love that concept. So thank you. Yeah, it, it's really, it really makes a nice evening out, believe me. Okay, so when I approached Sasha and asked if he'd be willing to, you know, do this, of course he said yes, because he had, oh, shortly after the, the war started, he sponsored a concert here featuring Ukrainian music and, and performers and uh, raised money to donate to the Ukraine. So he's <laughs> having been born in Kiev, you can imagine he's very supportive of this effort. So, and, 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 I, and I would just really quick point out that uh, for those that know, Sasha is the familiar name for Alexander. The, those that know him would might call him Sasha, whereas I would call him Mr. Tensor, but you know him so well. You, uh, you, well, you can yeah, use him yeah. uh, more familiar. Okay. So one of the things we agreed upon was that the concert should be um, music by only Ukrainian composers. So Sasha agreed to do naturally agreed to do that. But these three different composers that are featured in the concert this summer are composed music that Sasha has never before performed in Tucson. So it's an opportunity for those of us who live here to be exposed to a whole different genre of music, if you will. I mean, we're also used to Western European music. I mean, we all know Mozart and what a child prodigy he was. But I must confess that I myself was unfamiliar with any of the three composers that he's performing. So he opens a concert with a couple of pieces by Lysenko, who is considered to be the father of Ukrainian classical music. And then he's playing several pieces by Ravotsky. And then he's playing a mazurka and three etudes by Viktor Kosenko. And since these are all new composers to me, I had to do a little bit of research. And I am just so fascinated by Viktor Kosinko. Let me tell you a couple things about him. He wrote over a hundred compositions for the piano. Mm. When he was only nine years old, he heard his older sister playing Beethoven's Antetique Sonata on the piano. And I'm hypothesizing, he said to himself, gee, that's really pretty. So after his sister left the keyboard, he sat down and played the Antetique just after having heard his sister. Oh my goodness. I know. Can you believe that? I mean, you know, I mentioned before, what were you doing at age 12? Or what were you doing at age nine? It's getting worse. I was, I was happy. I was 90% correct at the beginning of the show. And now I feel very inferior. This is getting worse. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So then at age 19, he was accepted into the St. Petersburg Conservatory. 
And he totally amazed his faculty by what I'm about to describe to you, which has me in awe. He could look at a piece of music or piano and just look through the score, set that score aside, and then go sit down at the piano and perform that entire piece because he imprinted it in his mind and knew what to do. Wow, say I. I've never been able to do that. I mean, memorizing something for me is a a real accomplishment, as it is for many of the pianists I know. And here he would just look at the score and then go sit down and play it. Can you believe this? That is just simply amazing. That 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 is the the crazy people that I was telling you about earlier. That not the normal people like you and me. Right. And so upon graduation, then he moved back to um, Zutomer in the Ukraine and spent most of the rest of his life there. So just an out to my way of thinking, an incredibly outstanding. He was also a pianist, obviously, so an outstanding pianist and an outstanding composer. So I was so glad that Sasha introduced me to new to me music and new to me composers. And I'm hoping that people who come to our concert in August will have that same reaction. Sasha will obviously be playing pieces by these three composers, and he will also give us a a little bit of didactic presentation on the background and what was going on in Ukraine at that time that they were composing Mm. and so on. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be, I think, an outstanding concert. I can't tell you how excited I am for this to occur. I enjoy classical music. I enjoy chamber music to an extent, but I, I always get more enjoyment when I understand the world in which it was composed because that gives so much more meaning and emphasis to the music and the style as it's being being done during, you know, whatever whatever world or, or local calamity was happening at the time or celebration. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. Knowing the context just really makes something so much richer, doesn't it? I, I believe so. And I'm looking forward to, to this concert coming up here in a, in a couple of weeks. How do people find out more? Do they get tickets on your website? Do you have social media? What, what's the way to connect with the, uh, the Friends of Chamber Music? Okay, so it's set up so that you can access us so both through social media and through our website. So we're on Facebook and Instagram. And then... Um, you can uh, Google us on um, whatever platform you use. And all three you access through Arizona Friends of Chamber Music. Okay. And, so we Google yeah. Arizona Friends of Chamber Music, and that'll bring up the Facebook, the Instagram, and, and the website and such. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And then the information about Sasha's concert is in all three of those places that I mentioned. And then there's also a link that you can make contributions if you you can buy a ticket and or make a contribution to the Red Cross oh, via any of those three platforms. And I would invite you if you are if you are uh, interested in this and you check out the concert to to look at their entire summer concert series because they have events um, many coming up here and then some moving into the into the fall with uh, you know the, even the September through January schedules are up and and this looks like and as you mentioned the summer series is more local, but it looks like you've got people coming in from all over the world as part of the, uh, the fall and, and early next year concerts. Right. Absolutely. That's one of the things that Arizona Friends of Chamber Music prides ourselves on is that we bring world-class musicians to Tucson. So the Wednesday night concerts are just absolutely phenomenal. And then we also have a series called Piano and Friends, and those concerts are on a Sunday afternoon at three o'clock. And they feature young upcoming artists who are just beginning to become known in the world, if you will. 
many years back before Long Long became known to worldwide. He was one of our performers at the um, Piano and Friends concerts. We can't afford to have him back now. <laughs> you gave him a start. You think he would come back? You probably launched him once he once he was here. They everyone heard about him. Well, I invite people to check out the website. Um, I have not seen your social media, but I will go swing over there and, and take a look at that and like those pages as well and kind of keep an idea of what's happening. Remember, these concerts are typically in the the regular season. They're down at the Leo Rich Theater at the Convention Center complex there, and then the summer series, including this one coming up on August twenty third with Alexander Tenser, is going to be at the uh, Holtz Call Hall at um, uh, the University of Arizona. That is correct. Yes. Uh, well, Elaine, thank you so much for your time on this. I'm I'm excited that that we've connected. Well, again, and Tom, I just can't thank you enough for making this possible so that we can get the word out about the concert. Because my goal is to have Holtz Call Hall packed, every seat taken, and also reach our goal of one thousand nine hundred ninety-one dollars contributed to help the people in the Ukraine during this very challenging, difficult time. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you have done today. That was Elaine Russo, board member and director of the uh, summer concert series for Arizona friends of chamber music. Uh, their website is arizonachambermusic.org If you wanted to get tickets and of course we'll, Link to that from our website, um, well, from our Facebook page, actually, uh, which is, you know, Life Along the Streetcar. And that reminds me that uh, you are listening to Life Along the Streetcar on Downtown Radio, 99.1 FM, and streaming on downtownradio.org. Support for Downtown Radio is provided by the Tucson Gallery, located in downtown Tucson inside of the proper shops at 300 East Congress Street. The Tucson Gallery offers original work, reproductions and merchandise from Tucson artists like Joe Padgett, Jessica Gonzalez, Ignacio Garcia, and many more. For information about all the artists, including when they will be live at the gallery, head to the TucsonGallery.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook as Tucson Gallery. I hope you get a chance to check out Brother Mock's show. It's uh, Radio Club Crawl. I love uh, hearing all the bands that are coming to town and getting to listen to them uh, first, getting a little preview with Brother Mock, and then maybe uh, heading out to hear the live show at uh, one of our cool venues. Uh, just one of the great shows on Downtown Radio, and you can check them all out on our uh, radio's website, Life. Uh, that's my website, uh, on the uh, downtownradio.org. That's the big one with all the volunteer DJs and amazing shows that are happening. And I want to... Thank uh, everyone for putting in that time and effort. Also want to thank those of you that took the time to post on our Facebook page. We got several requests for, or suggestions anyway, for future shows. And I look forward to investigating those and finding out what we can bring to the air. This was episode number 259. Uh, next week we're going to have episode 260 and uh, going to feature donuts and burgers. I'm not sure if there's a, a better way for me to celebrate episode 260 than... Uh, having uh, members of the Donut Bar, which recently brought in Lindy, who makes fabulous burgers, and this combination is just uh, blowing up in downtown. Well, we're going to leave you with music today, composed by one of those that uh, you'll hear if you go to Alexander Tensor's concert on the 23rd. It's uh, Mikola Lysenko, one of the Ukrainian composers. And as always, we want to thank Ryan Hood for the courtesy of using their music in our opening. My name is Tom Heath. I hope you have a great week and tune in next Sunday for more Life Along the Streetcar.